Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle, everybody. I'm excited to have you here today. And those of you that are going to join the replay later, welcome to the replay. Um, I'm Amy Izzo with the Amy Izzo Group. Just a quick reminder. Um, and you're with you're doing Spilling the Tea with Amy. So we do it every Wednesday uh, for 30 minutes. But this week, I'm bringing you another amazing real estate coach, guru, broker owner from the Texas Lifestyles team group, Rabbi. Johnson is here. <laughs> Hi, Amy. Robbie. Now let's talk about it really quick before we jump in, Robbie, because I've known you so long. I met you at a real estate conference a few several years ago. I bet you I've known you four or five years now. It's been four years. Four years. The power of social media. Yeah. Right? Four years. So that's amazing. And that's how we met. I think we met first on social media and then we met at a conference and um, we've, I've just followed your journey and your amazing growth. And I just love your spirit. And you're, she's such a master of real estate. <laughs> you really are. You are. You're just such a master of real estate. So I'm so excited to um, be in your presence and to bring you to Age of Power Huddle this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So our topic this week, you know, we've been talking about all, we talk about all things real estate, but we have been talking a lot over the last um, several months on and off about really making sure that we touch our people, right? We're touching um, our sphere of influence. We're touching our friends and family in a way that doesn't feel, you know, sometimes people feel like, oh, I'm worried I'm going to be salesy or I'm going to bother them. I don't want them to think I need anything from them. Um, so in a way that adds value. And I know that's something that you feel really passionate about and you've been talking about with your team as well. So um, mm -hmm. I'm going to get turn it over to you and let's, okay. I'd love to hear your insight on it. So well, it's interesting that there's a group that Amy and I were in for um, a couple of years. And so I noticed a couple of days ago that a question was posted in the group um, and it was to the extent of, do you buy leads or do you focus on your sphere of influence? Which I thought was very interesting coming from that group because it's kind of always been a spend money type of group. Mm -hmm. And so my values with them didn't always align because um, I was kind of a unicorn at times because I'm not one who I've done this for 21 years and I've just not ever been one who's like, just spend money, spend money, throw money at it, throw money at it. When so much of our money can be made within the people who we know. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying don't ever go and buy leads or anything like that. But I do feel that there's power in who we already know. And that's what I'd like to kind of talk to you all about today and get you to focus on. The interesting thing was the answers. Mm. I started reading because so I wanted to see, I wanted to see what people were answering. And so I started reading all the answers and it was just over and over and over, not buying leads, focusing on my sphere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right now being in this shift, the storm, whatever you want to call it, digging into our database, which I call my data bank, but mm -hmm. digging into our database is where you can charge the storm and get to the other side of the storm. Mm -hmm. But you have to think about, so 
in shifts, whenever we're going through shifts, in the shift, you know, like, or in the, the heyday of a great market, you know that at some point in time, what goes up must come down mm-hmm. in both ways. I mean, we know we're going to get out of this mm-hmm. and the strong are going to be on the other side of it. So when we were in the middle of the shift, people were actually making fun of me because I was not changing who I was and I wasn't allowing my team to change who I was. Even though we had a line of people out of a door down a sidewalk to see a house, I knew that tomorrow would come and that line would not be there, which is where we are today. And I said, if we stop being who we are, what are we going to do when this happens? Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, Robbie, our plates are so full. It doesn't matter. We have to keep doing the activities that have put us where we are today. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you have to always think about is the activities you're doing today. I know you've heard this 10,000 times, but the activities that you're doing today is going to affect your sales either 30 to 90 days from now or even more so in the future. So one of the things on my team is um, we we have a guarantee to sell your home program. We don't buy the home. It has to do with a reduction of commission. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not going to get into all of that. I'm just sharing with you that during the heyday of a couple of years ago, we did not have to guarantee to sell a home. We were selling homes like there was no tomorrow as soon as they hit the market. We never changed our message. And today, and that's what people made fun of. Oh, yeah, Robbie's still guaranteeing to sell a home. Well, who can't sell a home? But guess whose phone's ringing? Guess who still has a top team in 15 counties? Mm -hmm. Texas Lifestyles Group. Because when people can't sell their home, what are they saying? Who's that team who guarantees to sell a home? Because we never stop that message. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of dive into um, the touch program. The touch program is not necessarily a buying leads program. There's probably leads that you could buy if you want to in the way that you're going to develop a touch program. But I'd like to start today with your sphere of influence. And first, again, there this may be elementary for some of you going, why is she explaining this to us? But I do think sometimes people c- confuse their sphere with past clients. So brand new agents who are in the business, they think, I don't have a sphere. You do. You, your family is your sphere. Your friends are your sphere. Your past clients are your sphere. Anybody who you do business with, and I have a whole list. If you're brand new in this business, if Amy hasn't already shared this with you, I've got a list of how to think outside the box of building a sphere. So, and then if you're in a paid leads program, you need to always think about paid leads being not people you have not met and how you want to take those people who you have not met and move them over to being people who you've met. So that would be two different types of touch programs going on. You're going to have a totally different touch program for people who you have met, which would be your sphere of influence. So the first thing that I would say that you need to do in order to really start making money in your sphere is have about 200 people in that database or data bank, if you want to call it. Building up to about 500 who you are in regular touch with will probably increase your sales by about 25%. That that actually came from a real trend study that people who actively work 500 clients will increase their sales by about 25%. 
So I then break it down to if you were having a 4th of July party and you had to invite 50 people to that party, who are those 50 people who you would invite to that 4th of July party? So that is going to be your top 50, top 40, top 30, top 60, whatever you want it to be. Those are the people who you're going to take for coffee at times, pick their brain, um, have a conversation with them. And it doesn't always have to be about real estate. It can be about maybe when I say pick their brain, what they do for a living. Um, So you've got your top 50 and then you've got your 200 and your 200 that's growing to even be bigger. Be careful in that group that that group doesn't have people who you haven't met in it. Let that stay a separate group in your CRM. And in my CRM, I group everyone. So I have my sphere. I have my referral partners. I have people who have never done a transaction with me. They are 100% on my touch program. And I get referrals from them. I've already had two from one this year where they're sending me referrals all the time because I've deemed myself an expert in real estate to them and a trusting advisor to them. There's been times, one of them called me the other day and said, Robbie, I'm sorry, I love you, but we're doing it for sale by owner. Would you guide me? It's an estate, which I have my probate certification. She knows that. It's an estate. My sisters do not want to hire a realtor. Okay, what did I do? Considering I just closed two deals from people she sent to me, of course, I advised her to help her. And and I know that if they decide that they can't sell it on their own, they're going to call me. So let's kind of talk about what a touch program is and how you form it. So what I say in coaching is, have you ever seen the great big post-it notes? They're like eight by eight in size or 12 by 12 in size. I can send y'all the link if y'all want it. But when I developed my touch program, I basically took these big post-it notes and I stuck them all the way down my bar. And I labeled, you know, January through December. And then I had other other pieces of paper or post-it notes, I should say, had others sitting down at what is going to be my groups? Because you don't have to just, you know, stay with your SOI, so to say, whenever you're developing a touch program. You can also, if you have a niche that you work, like my niche is, is probate and divorce real estate. I went through an ugly divorce 12 years ago. I got my certification in divorce real estate. So that's a niche for me. So if you have a niche, it could be expired listings for sell by owners, forming an area, new construction, whatever you have as a niche, have a touch program for that as well. So what you then have to do is sit and think about, okay, if I'm forming an area, for instance, maybe it's your neighborhood. What could I do to form an area that's not just sending out postcards? Any ideas? Any thoughts? So there's so many things that you could do and you do it out by month. So maybe in the summer, you might have somebody who you know come and have a swimming party. Maybe you have a swimming pool in there. 
So you would invite, you have a swimming pool at your home. You would do a swimming party. You would have an ice cream truck. Or what if you're doing a monthly newsletter? Could you maybe start a Facebook group if your neighborhood or the farm area doesn't have a Facebook group that you have a monthly newsletter that's going out every single month that is stat driven? Mm-hmm. Or could you do a book club at your home and have a coffee hour maybe? Lots of different ideas, just depending on what your niche is. Having events is a is a tremendous one. Um, so here's here's a, and and if any of you say expand on it, I can expand on it. But here are some different areas of where you can maybe start thinking about would that work in this niche or would that work in this one? Um, postcards being sent out. How many of you are sending out postcards right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So your postcards are going to be one of your four. That's going to be a mailing. There's always four ways in lead generation, face-to-face, digital, um, voice, and print. So a postcard would be a direct mail piece that would go out. So if you have in a month and you're looking at your SOI, and let's say in the month of January, if you're going to do two touches that month, a lot of times they say a successful touch program is 36 touches per year. So that's three per month. Some people do 24 where it's two per month, but you don't ever want to touch that lead or that person or that friend, whatever it is, in the same manner every single month. So you don't want to do a direct mail piece and a postcard because that would be two mailings. Maybe in the other, in one month would be happy birthday to them where you're doing a video message to them. Maybe it's um, a tip for the month where you're doing a video message. Maybe you do Popeyes. You do Popeyes, that's going to be more of your face-to-face. So postcards are something that you can send out. And in postcards, you can ask a question on the postcards, such as, um, you know, have have you, um, for me, it would be, um, are you familiar with our Guarantee to Sell program? You can go here to sign up to learn more. Whatever it is, whatever your draw-in is, sometimes if you ask a question in it, it helps to generate them wanting to give you a response a little bit more than just constantly giving out the information, but kind of drawing them in at first with maybe a question. Um, Have y'all thought about maybe in postcards or indirect mail going and doing a landlord campaign? So landlord campaign would be go back into your, um, go back into your MLS, go back maybe about a year and a half and look at all the homes that have been leased. So in landlord campaign, I believe it's on May 11th, um, we're going to be, we're going to see the CPI index again. And we're hoping that after uh, May 11th, we're going to maybe see some um, interest rate decrease. So maybe start preparing for a landlord campaign of in that, do they want to pick up some more um, investment properties or are they ready to sell? In a landlord campaign, you can kind of hit it at either way. And finding landlords, I'm sure that you can buy a list, an easy way. I'm always about budget. An easy way would be to go back and see what homes have been rented in your MLS and target those landlords. 
Always be careful, though, about any type of listing agreements if they already have their that property on the market, so to say. Just be careful about that. And always be careful about do not call if you can scrub to find um, phone numbers as well. Um, so another thing that you can do is what about on May 11th, you have something prepared if the interest rates do fall? What if you have something prepared to the, actually the people renting those houses? And you send something to them that say interest rates are now at 5.75 or whatever they are. We all know it all has many factors of depending. It's just a way to get the phone to ring if you give them what a conventional or an FHA um, rate is on that day. You can do disclosures at the bottom if you would like to, but this is just a way to get them to call. Because think about it, and this can be one of your catchphrases in it. We all know they're paying somebody else's mortgage. And right now they're paying a 100% interest rate instead of a five or a six interest rate mm -hmm. because nothing is going towards equity for them. Mm -hmm. So that's that would be something that you could do in a touch program. If you're going to do those types of programs, equity letters is another thing that you can do in a touch program that would be towards your sphere. What you have to do is on those months is write down. So we do our equity letters in January and July. Mm. And I'm telling you, it is how we survived. Talk to me, talk to us about how you pick those months. Why do you do equity letters in January and July? I love that you said it's a plan and here's how we execute it. Okay. So in January and July, what I'm telling them in January, whenever I send out the equity letter with just a CMA overview, you can do great big equity packets if you would like to. What we do is we just send a one-page CMA with it and we tell them in the cover letter, this is only an overview of what has sold in the area. It is not a determination of value of your home. If you would like, you're trying to get the appointment. If you would like, um, if you would like for me to give you, you know, more of a range of what your home might sell and appraise for then I can, you know, set an appointment with you to go in and see your home because you want to get that appointment set. That's what you're trying to do in this is actually get an appointment with them. We do them in January and July because in January, you're at the end of the year where people may be thinking about possibly moving once January comes. And also what I share with them as well is in case you need to know what the equity is in your home to be able to give to your accountant. Sometimes accountants and financial planners want that information as well. So it's just another source for them. Another thing that we do whenever we um, send in July is we often will also at that point attach um, their tax information. So we just print it from the tax website so that they can see what they're paying in property taxes because often they don't know. And if they call us and say, oh my gosh, it's the same, my home is worth $400,000 and I'm looking at this overview that's not showing near that. Let me come and do evaluation for you of your home. This goes back to you being a trusted consultant for them. Let me come in. Let me do this. I'll put a packet together. And then you can take that packet down to the tax office and debate your property taxes. Every state is different. So you have to take what I'm sharing with you and apply it to how it will, of course, work in your state or in your market. Sometimes it's just pulling a little nugget out um, to help you in... Um, in applying to your market. Okay, 
So something we do, and I'm sure mm. that other people have this too, along with that is um, we, I would do a reminder, you know, especially at that July timeframe um, ab- about filing for their tax exemption. So those people I just sold homes to in our markets, they have to, they can get reductions on their taxes through filing their exemptions. And they have here until the end of the year. And we tell them at closing and we remind them, like I have campaigns that remind them digitally, but they forget, you know, so that would be a great thing, a great way to touch those new homeowners and remind them to file their tax exemptions. And then it just reminds them you're in business for those referrals. Yeah. You know, I agree. And, you know, you have to think about too, even though um, you might've sold someone a house last year giving them that equity report and kicking off that type of relationship with them it continues where they're calling you or sometimes buyers get buyer's remorse after mm-hmm. they buy a property. It's not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I've only owned this property for six months. I've only owned this property for a year. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking about selling. Well, sending them that equity report might help them in pushing them of, Huh, it looks like my neighbors, maybe their houses are still going up a little bit. I know in my market right now, um, we have seen a stabilization, but we've not seen the massive price price drops that the media is wanting everyone to believe is out there. I do know that prices have come down. I'm not stupid to that. They've come more in alignment of where they probably should be, um, considering that they were so inflated. Um, So what I've seen in my market is those inflated prices come down into where it ended whenever August, September, October of last year hit, whenever we really, especially September, when we saw the the interest rates increase. Um, November is where we, because, you know, as I say, 30, 60, 90, November is where we really felt the hurt for us. December was pretty good, um, but November, we really, really felt it. I want to talk to you real quick, too, about something that is consistent that you would do every single month. And um, and I don't mind sharing a copy of mine with you, but we put out every month a newsletter. I I do not believe in drip campaigns. Mm-hmm. OK, so I'm sorry if I offend anyone on this. I do not believe in drip campaigns. Oh. <laughs> I am very personal. Mm-hmm. And that is how I train. We. And, and so that y'all know, we close about 400 properties per year is what my team closes. Um, so we are very, very, very personal in our touch program with them. And we oversee our touch program. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I do for the team every month is I write a newsletter. So quite often I'm giving my thoughts about maybe what we're seeing in the market and how it's affecting our local market, maybe what we're seeing nationally. And then I break down in our area, I break it down by zip code, um, by small rural cities, so to say, that surrounds Abilene and um, often by school district. And I'll share with them what's going on in those areas as compared to the same month last year. And and those comparisons have been interesting because let's think about what was going on last year at this time. We were still in three and four percent interest rates. We weren't where we are now. So it's really interesting to see, especially if you haven't seen huge price decreases, what's actually happening in your market. And it could be just lack of inventory if you're not selling the same as you were last year. Of course, we know it's probably interest rates as well. 
But I give those thoughts in my newsletters. And I'm, I will tell you, there are people who wait to see those newsletters. There are people who hold on to them for years. And then all of a sudden, I'll get a text message or an email from them. I'm ready to list my house. That newsletter sets my team apart as being one of the top teams in the area that we always have a grasp and always have a handle of what's going on. I know that my time is running low. So I want to touch also on video. Oh, oh video. I hear you. Excited video. <laughs> Y'all, if you're not embracing video, you have to. You have to. Video of all sorts. So Amy saw, I posted a couple of days ago, there's a group that Amy and Ari and I posted a couple of days ago. It was a video about me sending to a person who I had not met yet, but it was a referral from West Virginia. And this couple's moving to Abilene. And so I talked to him on the phone and then I sent a video and said, Here's who I am. You spoke to me on the phone. Here is a face with a voice or face with a name. And I'm so excited that y'all are relocating to our area and look forward to helping you. Um, So it's 20 seconds and I sent it to them. And that connected us. People want to be connected and they can be connected through video. I also did the same thing for the person who referred them to me. Is I sent her a video and I said, thank you. Thank you for choosing me to take care of your clients. Yes, they're going to become my clients too, but they were her clients. She's trusting me to take care of them. So I told her, thank you for that. And she appreciated that. Do you think that that's going to increase more referrals? This year alone, I'm semi out of production because I lead a a pretty large team. However, I'm still a referral-based agent. This year alone, I've received five referrals from different agents across the country. And that's that's all that I really work. And on every single one of them, that is what I'm doing. I'm sending them those thank you notes. But let's get into video, whether you're choosing TikTok or um, Instagram or Facebook Reels or just your, your own personal Facebook page. If you're, gonna, if you're going to really want to do kind of a high level, you really need to be in Reels and you need to be in um, Instagram Reels. And then of course, TikTok's another great platform. Um, Make sure that you're using hashtags whenever you're doing videos. Think of hashtags as our old, now I'm going to show my age, but way back in the dinosaur age when I was in college. Oh, stop it. Go flip through indexes in a library, okay, Uh and find books. That's what hashtags are. Mm -hmm. It's the same exact thing. That's how you find information is through hashtags. So make sure that you're doing as many hashtags as you can do to um, put out on these videos. But in videos, whatever you feel, if your niche is divorce real estate, then you should be doing videos on divorce real estate. If your niche is probate or new construction or first-time home buyers or military home buyers, whatever it is, you should be putting out a multitude of videos on those topics so that those clients Anytime they're searching for those things, you're always popping up mm-hmm. Any anywhere that you are. How am I doing, Amy, on time? You're doing great. You got a couple of minutes. Tell me when I need to. <laughs> so there is so much in your touch program. Think about in November. 
So in the beginning of November, you might do a video. So you've got it on your big post-it note before you change it over to to type to paper or your calendar. November 1, I'm going to send out um, a video. Halloween is behind us. Halloween usually kicks off the holidays for all of us. Mm -hmm. And that becomes our busy time. And I just want to take a minute to tell you how thankful I am for you and your friendship. And I know the holidays are about to get crazy, but if you need anything from me, I'm right here to help you with anything that you may need. So happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it is that you say to people in in your particular market. So that would be a touch. Mm -hmm. And that's a great touch. You know, your top 50. Um, So I'm doing this year. Let me tell you this. So this is one of my touches for my top 50. Um, So keep in mind, your top 50 is always a little bit different than your other. So the women who are in my top 50, because it's not all women, but the women in my top 50, I'm going to do a bad mom's party. And um, so the bad mom's party for me is going to be, it can be anything you want it to be, but I'm having it at my house. And so I'm going to have there, I'm going to tell them to bring five gifts with them that they need wrapped. I'm going to have a, I'm going to pay for somebody to wrap gifts and have really pretty gift wrap and all of that set up for them. So they get to, that's kind of their gift. Mm -hmm. So they'll leave with their wrapped gifts. And then I'm going to have a charcuterie station set up to teach them how to do charcuterie boards for holiday parties. Fun. I'm going to have a clothing company there set up where they can try on clothing things like that. So for parties and things that they might be going to in December, they want to buy some things or go to the shops or whatever. Um, And I'm going to have a, don't judge me because I don't have it done. If you will see a close up with me, you're going to say, she's really doing this because she needs it. Um, I don't do it uh, (laughs) at all, but I'm going to have a Botox station set up. Not (laughs) something I do. But other women do it. The bad moms want to do it. Okay. I love it. I can't tell you how many people go, Robbie, please go get Botox. I'm like, no, I'm aging gracefully. I'm not doing it. Okay. Anyway. Oh God, I can't wait for this podcast to go out. Um, (laughs) Robbie's talking Botox. Uh, So, but that's one of the things that I'm doing this year. So that would be, you know, that would be one of my touches for people. And I'll probably do that. I'm going to plan it for right after Thanksgiving, that first weekend, mm-hmm. so that um, we can all get together. At Christmas, this is a, one of my touches, too, that I do for my top 50, is um, tell me when I have to stop, Amy, because I could go on and on. Keep going. We're going to let you go a little bit longer. I'm going to let you run over. <laughs> um, so um, another thing that I do is I'm, so I live in Texas, but I am as Cajun as they come, I'm born and raised in Louisiana. I am from a French family. French was the predominant language in my household and I didn't speak it. So I had to figure it out with everybody who lived in my house. Um, So my clients here know that I'm French, basically, even though I can't speak it and I don't use Botox. So I'm known for having Mardi Gras parties. That's one of my touches in March or February, whenever Mardi Gras falls, we do a big Mardi Gras party at my office um, for all of our sphere to come. They're, our clients have gotten aware. It's like, oh, can't wait. Robbie's going to be cooking gumbo, you know, at the beginning of the year. So I'm known for being a Cajun cook mm-hmm. in our area. 
So what I do every year is I send to my top 50. I put it in the mail to them. I do the bubble, cute little bubble poly mailers. You can get them on Amazon for dirt cheap that are like a holiday snow design, whatever you want to do. Um, and then I put in it my favorite recipe from that year for the holidays that I'm making for the holidays. I send this out in the beginning of January. Um, you could give it at your bad mom's party. I'll probably give it out this year. So I don't have to save me on mailing. Um, but I put my recipe in it. And I also put my favorite spice that would mm-hmm. go in that a unique spice. Last year was rosemary. Y'all, I cannot tell you how many people comment on that. They love it. And they it's kind of like when people mail the calendars and you think those magnetic calendars, why do you do it? People love those. I don't do that, but I know people agents on my team who, who actually mail those out. People love them. Again, if you're going to mail out a magnetic calendar, there has to be a plan for it. And your touch program is your plan. Mm-hmm. And it's in your calendar. It's an execution in your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. That is how I live my life. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I'm going to mail out magnetic calendars on October 1st or August 1st for football season, whatever it is that you're doing, that means in June and July, it should be on your calendar that you're getting that taken care of. August is on your touch program of the execution, but it's also in your calendar. So your touch program is in your calendar. And then how you're going to execute your touch program is also in your calendar. Great point. Anything else? Anything I didn't. Great point. Because I know I've woken up and I'm like, oh, it's July. And I'm supposed to do this July thing that I should have been doing in June. Okay. (laughs) Let's get the execution on the calendar too. So I'm doing that in advance and making sure that happens that month. So, you know, um, it's interesting, Amy. And I'm going to say this real quick and then, and I'll I'll quit talking because I I am the mouth of the South. I can talk, talk, talk. Um, Me and you both. But, you know, there's so many times when agents will come to me and it's like, Robbie, I'm just not having the success that I want to have. And I'm not, you know, I'm not living this life by design that you always talk about. And the first thing that I say to them is pull that calendar out. Because mm-hmm. so many of our issues, so to say, can be found in our calendar. And I'm not talking about other issues. I'm not talking about personal things. I'm talking about, well, sometimes it's personal because you don't have a work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is my first place that I always go with agents is that calendar. Okay, you don't have sales. Let's look at your calendar. It's blank. Mm-hmm. Lunch with a friend. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that you're you're getting some business from that lunch with that friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that's one of your top 50. Somebody has their hand up, I see. Yes. So um, quickly, I want to let Lenore ask a question. And then just real quick, Frida asked a bit ago, is your newsletter mailed or is it digital or both? Um, I do digital on the newsletter. I also pay, post it on our Facebook page. I don't, I, I'm not real big into, oh, I don't want another realtor to see it and all that. It takes me, so it's on my calendar. Next Monday is newsletter day. It gives people time to close out for the month. Um, Sometimes your association of realtors will actually send you stats. Mm -hmm. If I get those on time, I also put those in the newsletter and I can, I will up or send to you, Amy, some different letters that I do because it changes every month for me. Yeah, it would be great to see some samples and we can share. I'll share them with the the replay of this. So absolutely. That'd be great. Awesome. And then Lenore, I wanted to give you, give you the floor. Um, 
Thank you, Amy. Um, so I have a, the, my question is, uh, uh, you said that you don't believe in grid campaigns and uh, your approach is more personal. And so, and you have 53 touches every year. So besides events uh, and besides newsletter, how do you divide the rest of the uh, touches? Because uh, they're not the text, they're not, the, what are they? So for me, um, and I'll, I, I can send to y'all a sample of kind of like what my touch program would be with my sphere. Um, so a lot of the things that I'm doing are either pop buys. Um, I have four client events per year. So in four client events, that's usually three touches right there per event. Um, and I, my touch program is, a, I think it's about 30 per year is what I do. I'll have to, um, y'all will see it whenever I send it to you. But you have to think about in a client event, and I just might have on their client event but there's three touches in that because you've got the event itself as a touch. You've got whatever you're doing before and whatever you're doing after and follow up. I'm so sorry. I didn't see you there. And then it's like, Oh, she knows I wasn't there. You know, so you're following up again saying, I hope I can see you at the next one. And a client events are a whole different topic of conversation. Um, we do lots of, we do sphere based client events, which is more of our Mardi Gras event. And then we do public um, events as well, which would be more community. Um, so anyway, that that's a whole nother, I could go on for 30 minutes just about client events. I don't need to do that. Uh, so, but that's another, social media is a really big way that we touch as well. Um, you know, you're, they call it the Hail Mary playbook for social media. I'm going to briefly tell you, um, you should you know, schedule every single day that on this day, I'm going to do direct messages on a specific post, or maybe sending um, a thank a, a postcard, uh, direct mail to them. So like, let's say that, you know, Mary Smith, um, her daughter just graduated from high school. Well, I might comment on that on it, but I'm also going to send a card to her and say, Mary, so excited to see this is a new chapter for you, you know, that um, she's, getting her wings and flying. Well, you don't know that number one, that child is not going to need to buy a home or that they might want to downsize. So, do you know, you just have to, but you don't have to say that in the letter to them. It's just a thinking about you. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to talk real estate for people to know that you sell real estate. That makes sense. Yes. Any, did I answer your question? I'm going to send you my yeah. program so you can see it. Okay, so you'll send it to, to Amy, correct? I'll send it to Amy. Yeah, and I'll make sure I get it. We'll get it. We'll get it attached to the, when this gets posted, we'll get it attached to the replay. Mm -hmm. It'll all be there. Not to worry. Wow, Robbie, we could talk forever, but we got to wrap. No, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I made y'all go over nine minutes. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's fine. I let, I let us go over because everybody was super engaged. Thank you. Um, I'd love for you to come back. I know we're going to be doing some things together anyway. So I'll yes, chat with you offline. I'd love to, for you to come back and okay. we'll a little deeper on some of these things. So I thought we... I had we had a great uh, Agent Power Huddle today. So thank you for talking Touch Campaigns. Everybody have a great day. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.